0: In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Well, the first part of today's gospel reading about the Syrophoenician woman is difficult hard to read. It makes my skin cringe a little bit. And then to hear Jesus speak in a way that isn't like him. It's not the Jesus we've all come to know, and certainly not the way he usually responds to people asking for help. It's not the pattern of behavior or speech that we're used to seeing when someone asks Jesus for help let alone that someone being a desperate mom, only trying to find relief for her sick daughter. It's always hard when we come to expect a person to be or act in a certain way, and then when they don't, it can be jarring and unsettling. That is the Jesus we find today in our gospel reading. And truly, I'm not really sure if I completely understand exactly what Jesus was thinking or how or why he chose to respond to the woman in the way that he did. I will be honest. I have wrestled with this text for most of my adult life, not really knowing how to properly look at it, exegete it, let alone come to terms with how Jesus responds. And this is one of the great and challenging things about being in a church which uses the lectionary. We're confronted with hard texts, and we just can't choose to skip over them or push them aside just because we don't like what they say or how they describe Jesus being there are certainly some things we do know about this text. What we do know is what it says about Jesus. And from the get-go, we learn that Jesus is tired. We know that Jesus has traveled to an area he hasn't been before. He's actually going into a Gentile region of Tyre, and that is key to understanding this text. He's venturing out beyond where he normally goes. And so he goes and he enters a house and it is clear he doesn't want anybody to know he's there. Truly, if anyone is deserving of some peace and alone time, it would be Jesus. We're up until this point in Mark's narrative. He's fed well over 5,000 people. He's healed too many to be put down on paper. He's done some astounding teaching, and to top it off, if you remember last week's gospel, he's just had a face-off with the religious Pharisees about whether hands should be washed before eating a meal. All of these interactions would wear anyone out. And so I think it helps to carry this perspective with us, when reading and thinking about our gospel for today. Jesus is tired. He's human, just like us. And so often we forget that Jesus was both fully man and fully God. He, too, experienced emotions and, dare I say, aggravations that we experience as well. All of us, when faced with stressors and hardships, will eventually need a break. And needing to be alone was certainly not particular to Jesus. My introverted self knows all too well the importance of what it means to be alone. But just as Jesus enters the house, the text describes how he could not escape notice. Even when he's trying to get away, there are those who are aware he is in the midst. I find it curious, though, because he traveled to a completely different place in a Gentile region, where as a Jew, he really wasn't supposed to go. In fact, there was a lot of animosity. And even in that space, someone finds him. Not just someone. She was a woman. Not just any woman. She was a mother. She was a mother with a very, very sick child, a daughter who had been possessed by a demon. This woman had a reason to hunt down this man, Jesus, she had heard about. For even in just seeking him out, she had faith to believe that he could heal her daughter. So remember, up until this point, Jesus has encountered many who are sick and many who are unwell. And up until this point, he has always responded with kindness and with healing. But in this particular interaction, we see a Jesus who doesn't respond nicely. We see a Jesus who seems to be more than irritated that he has been asked to heal. And so how do we see Jesus respond? Well, he responds in actually a very unkind, rude, and downright horrible way. And the translation sometimes gets lost. We don't really understand what what he says and what her response back to him is. So we're gonna flesh it out together this morning. So he responds unkindly. Instead of granting this woman the desire of her heart, jesus says to her let the children be fed first for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs translation get away you unclean dog leave me alone that is what jesus tells this woman. get away you unclean dog yes Jesus calls this desperate but hopeful woman a dog, a not-so-nice term commonly used by Jews to refer to Gentiles because they were seen as unclean. So if the stir- story were to end here, this would be a terribly difficult passage to consider. But it doesn't. She doesn't power to Jesus. She doesn't back down. In fact, she politely but firmly answered back saying, but sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Translation, Jesus, if you are who you say you are, how can you be okay while anyone, including me, a Gentile, goes hungry near your table with courage and fortitude she reminds jesus that even dogs or those who were not jews needed bread they needed to be fed the living bread in order to make them well she's the one who says it to him and in this interaction The woman reminds Jesus that he is the only one that can give this living bread to her daughter. She knew who he was, and she did not take his unkind and horrible response to her as a no. Instead, she made sure to remind him that only through his life-giving self would her daughter be free. And guess what something in Jesus changed either he changed his mind or he realized in that moment with this Syrophoenician woman that his message of salvation was for everyone not just the Jews remember he was in Gentile territory and this woman was of the dreaded Syro-Phoenician descent. She was a Gentile, a dog. But her persistence pays off. Her quick mind and her wit, her logic paid off. She sparred with Jesus, and she won. Jesus changed his heart. And with a changed heart, Do you know what he told her? For saying that, for being so quick-witted, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. Her quick mind, her wit, her logos, as it says in the original Greek, her logic made Jesus reconsider. She didn't back down. She gave it right back to him and he was big enough to take it. And so her request was granted. The woman went home and guess what? She found the child lying on the bed and the demon was gone. power and fierce love of a mother had played a part in changing the mind of Jesus. And dare I say, she is one of my spiritual heroes because in addition this woman changed the course of history in that she showed Jesus that he, that God had a different purpose for him. And his purpose was much bigger than he could have imagined and that there was enough of him to go around not just for the Jews but for the Gentiles alike Jesus had come to save everyone Jew and Gentile alike and it is for her faith and her persistence and her wit and her logic part of that is why we are here today one of my favorite preachers, Barbara Brown Taylor, remarked, you can almost hear the hinge, the huge wheel of history turning as Jesus comes to a new understanding of who he is and what he has been called to do. That is what this woman has done. In an unlikely manner, through an unlikely person, A gentile woman, Jesus seems to realize that, indeed, God's love is for everyone. Plain and simple. It's not exclusive to an individual, to a race, to a set of people, or to a nation. It is for everyone. This story, it's hard to hear. It's really hard to preach. Also, incredibly telling about how even Jesus can have a change of heart. He can be convinced of something new and more correct, and that is what this woman did. Because of her persistence and fierce love, this woman opened up the love of God to all, for all to experience. And that is exactly why we do the same thing here at Grace. Our love for our neighbor and for God is persistent, just like this mother. Our love is for everyone. Knowing no boundary, economic or social difference, we just love. That is what we do. This woman, she's the one that showed that our world is better when we don't say this person is in, this person is out. The scripture clearly shows all are in, all are welcome at God's table.